Welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, uh, a podcast where I talk to people uh, a lot of the time about the 1990s and uh, usually about horror genre type topics. Uh, And today's episode is especially vulgar. You may remember me talking about how when you warn people something's going to be vulgar that uh, they end up disappointed that it was not vulgar enough. Well... That might not be a problem today. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking to a friend of mine who is known on the internet as That One Black Guy, uh, particularly on Twitch.tv, which I recommend. Uh, Go check out Twitch.tv slash That One BLK Guy uh, for reviews, media commentary, that type of stuff, and the games that he plays on Twitch. Sort of fall into the kind of retro indie type of vibe often that I'm into. So uh, if you're on my kind of vibe, go check out that one black guy, T1BG. Uh, today we are going to be talking about Infinity Pool and sort of the Cronenbergs at large. So there's going to be discussion of blood, guts, snot, reproductive fluids, a whole talk about how many people need to crowd around. Uh, one guy to film a hand job scene, you know, that kind of thing. Um, really, if you're like eating lunch or something, skip this for now. Uh, thank you. As always, there will be adult language and discussion of really in-depth discussion today of a top adult topics and situations. Here is T1BG. Hello. You can hear me. Yes, I can oh, hear you. Yes. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Audio check. First hurdle avoided. How many hurdles do you expect? I always expect at least like a dozen, you know, but that's just like me being a streamer being like, yep, when I press live, that's when all the problems start. You know, that, that seems to be that seems to be a real accurate estimation of the number of hurdles on any given on any given. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 12 encounter. minimum. There yeah. could be more, but 12 minimum, you know, it, and if you're real lucky, if it's just below 12, you know? If you're prepared, being prepared for 12 really is, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so I've started a podcast. I'm recording this right now, by the way. Oh, no. Hello, podcast people. I, I have, It's I've, me, that one podcast guy. Yeah, great. So I, and normally, be, due to my uh, famous laziness i like to let my guests introduce themselves hi i'm that one black guy uh i'm a twitch streamer uh freelance video editor uh professional hot boy yeah uh, body horror enthusiast i guess cool me too i just saw you doing a jump kick uh you know speaking of because you mentioned being a professional hot boy Oh, also professional jump kicker, of course. I I do a lot of jump kicks. I'm getting better at them. They're no, that was a really good do. one. The one I the one the um is it an emote? Yes, I have an emote of me doing a jump kick. Yes, that's a great jump kick. Thank you. It's my life's work. What? Yeah. How long have you? I mean, I know you've been practicing jump kicks for years, but I mean, like through decades. I feel like I've been doing jump kicks since I was a child, and I've only recently realized, oh, yeah, I can be not bad at these. And it's been very satisfying, you know? 
Did you take any type of martial arts class as a, as a child? Oh, no. I just was just a dumb kid doing jump kicks, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I do. Yeah, I know. I know. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a lot of them, too. Did you watch The Karate Kid as a child? I did, but I don't remember it that well. Oh, could see like very just like it's it in my mind because I, I it was one of, you know, we had seven VHS tapes or whatever that we watched over and over again. And uh, as it was maybe as a result of that, the jump kick that he does at the climax of that film is like the most iconic jump kick in my mind. I mean, it's a, it's a solid one, you know? Yeah. Uh, last weekend, we watched a film called Infinity Pool. That we did. My first and hottest take is that it was definitely directed by the guy that directed Possessor. Yeah. Were there melting faces in this movie, or did I just or did I just get that impression from the masks that people were wearing? Sadly, um, there were no actual melting faces. It was just masks. But the masks show up a lot in the hallucinating, flashing lights, uh, strange faces making drug-taking sequences. And that's why I say this definitely was directed by the guy that directed Possessor. Yeah, the guy that directed both those movies is Brandon Cronenberg. Little baby Cronenberg. How old do you think he is? I don't know. Off the top of my head, and I know I know that he's like youngish. Yeah. Like he's in his late twenties or his like early thirties. That sounds right. That sounds right. I of course love doing no research and I will you know, I'm gonna stick to that. Oh damn, he's forty three years old. Wow. wow. He doesn't look forty three. Like I just watched interviews with him recently. I'm like, he doesn't look forty three, but apparently according to the internet, and as we all know, everything on the internet is true, he's forty three. I can't tell if his dad looks like 55 or like 125. His dad has a sort of immortal air about him. His dad appears on Star Trek Discovery as an actor. Oh, boy, I, I, I wouldn't know that because I didn't watch Star Trek Discovery. I've, really, I've never really watched a Star Trek before. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know if it's an experience that I recommend. Uh, and I definitely, I, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend against starting with Star Trek Discovery. Cronenberg is not on it until at least season two, and he's, he's a bit part, you know. He's a guy that they, he's like an admiral or something that they occasionally have to have a talk with. But he's, you know, I mean, he acts. I'm sure he's in a few other things. Damn, David Cronenberg is 80 years old. Wow. Also does not look 80 at all. Yeah, he Honestly. really does. Like he's some he does some part of him does look ancient and and uh <laughs> wise beyond, beyond those ancient years in a way. But he also looks 55 at the same yeah, time. I would if I would have yeah. like I would have guessed like in his 50s I'm like but I guess if I should have automatically said it was like if his son is currently 43. Yeah. You know, like he, he would have to be up there but that's wild. These are cool guys. These are two of my favorite guys working in Hollywood. If that's, do you still is two Hollywood of your favorite still? guys? That's yeah. a that's a that's a take. That's a an opinion for sure. These are absolutely two of my favorite guys. Period. No matter where they work, I I wonder if these guys are friends with David Lynch because I would like to have a, a dinner and probably a game of Dungeons and Dragons with 
all four of us and five you'd be invited oh boy yeah. I, I would just be there being like so what's going on with the scene where alexander skarsgård is being breastfed by mia goth in infinity pool what's going on there well Brandon? there's someone yeah there's definitely some sort of infantilization and uh you know it might be a stretch to say mommy issue kind of themes, but there is definitely a sort of there's definitely a, there's definitely a theme of infantilization going on throughout this movie. That's for sure. Is that really what you you you, you took away from it? Because I, I mean, this is just uh, the the hottest take on Brandon Cronenberg. Okay, I don't know if any, I don't know if any of his films really have a point, and if there is one, it's like buried under just weird for the sake of weird for me okay um i mean i would i would say that that is that is that's the point i think it is i think the like point obviously is if you watch infinity pool yeah. it's like okay look it's rich people and the justice system works different for them you know like there are things you could definitely pull up from all of his films there's some sort of comment, sort of commentary, or at least attempt at a commentary. I just feel like most of the film is just filled with filler, nothing. Like it's like he has ideas, and I feel like all of his films have great like premises, but the actual execution just. I just think a lot of his films are boring. You know, it's like there's a lot of nothing, and whenever we get to something, it's like oh, it's more like in passing like an interesting idea like yeah one of the most interesting things that happens in infinity pool in my opinion is the scene where they're all talking it's like yeah we've all been through this whole process of uh you know committing a crime and then we get a clone of ourselves and then that, that clone gets murdered and then they, they get into like star trek transporter theory of like mm, like what if what if like the real you was like murdered and like the the not real you is just walking around and then they're like uh, it's like okay and, and like i'm wondering is this is this gonna go anywhere and then it's like no it it, it doesn't really matter because it cut that scene out of the film and the film would have just is, happened the same would have felt the same you know yeah <clears throat> but is is and i was gonna that's on my list of things to to bring up uh, is that question just never answered or or addressed they just the answer is they don't care the answer is it doesn't matter to these people i think it doesn't matter to brandon cronenberg i, I don't know <laughs> i don't think he cares all that much he like, i think he likes bringing it up but i don't think he yeah. likes having to develop it so it's like it's kind of a reflection of him like he likes the idea that there's something to say but he's also he also enjoys doing gross boy stuff Oh boy. You know, like, oh, he sure does. Oh man, oh man. That's his fave. That's my fave. So, do you feel similarly? Is that basically how you feel about Crimes of the Future? I wonder if I can honestly, silence my phone. Honestly, Crimes of the Future, I was I was a little like excited for. I'm like, "Okay. Uh I don't like everything David Cronenberg has done, but he has some like real standout films in my opinion. Videodrome I think is great." And uh, Naked Lunch. Wow, the real sexy ones. Yeah, the the, the sexiest, really. Crimes um, of the Future, I think, kind of falls into the same pit that I feel with Infinity Pool, where it's like, yeah, you could make the argument there's, there's an attempt at something here, but it kind of just doesn't evolve into anything. Like, oh, yeah, the art world is pretentious, and 
people's interactions with art are weird, but <laughs> Kristen Stewart. I'll get it. Can we just talk about how Kristen Stewart? Can we? Can we? Took, sure. Yes, really we can. The most yeah, to wild answer your question, thing. yes, we can talk about Kristen Stewart. Sure. <clears throat> Kristen Stewart, I think, did such an interesting thing here. I don't know. If, I don't even know if I think it's good. I just think it's very interesting that she came off of the film Spencer. Where she plays yeah. uh, Princess Diana, yeah, and she did a great job and kind of proved that she had more substance in her performances than people initially thought. Like really, I, like oh, she could have, she maybe should have won the Academy Award for that. It was great, and I then guess, decides to follow follow up that film with her proving that she has the range and what it takes to do this kind of role with kind of a meta performance, right? Because Kristen Stewart is doing all of the things that people didn't like about her acting before, but it's clearly intentional. It's like in the script, they're like, we need a Kristen Stewart stuttering Twilight Bella type. <gasps> we can just get Kristen Stewart. And then, then she came into the film doing all the things that people didn't like about her earlier performances, but now it's on purpose. Like that's clearly what the character was supposed to be. You know, make her Bella from Twilight, but gross, you know? <laughs> yeah, Bella was not gross. I, I mean, heard... she was gross, but she was like teenage girl gross. She I heard that like she smelled. Medical assistant gross, you right? know? Yeah, okay, yeah. She's not illicit surgery gross. Uh, I'm so glad that I've never seen Twilight, because now my perception of Kristen Stewart will be untainted forever. Because I think she's great. I love Underwater. I feel like she's trying. I feel like she's definitely like, Good. okay, guys, Good. I'm going to be, I'm trying to be in interesting films. I'm trying to do interesting performances. And I feel like, you know, at the very least, Crimes of the Future is interesting that she decided to do a, a meta, kind of a meta commentary on what people think of her, kind of either intentionally or unintentionally. It was just, it was wild to watch her clearly do the like mumbling biting her lip and you yeah know. that's the thing that's uh bella oh yeah it's it's that character one thousand percent crimes of the future i feel like that's the most interesting thing about crimes of the future because i don't think it's commentary on the art world or also it's it's general sci-fi universe i can't stand because you only it only feels like a sci-fi future when they're interacting with a sci-fi device, but like when they're like walking around, it's like, yeah, this just seems like now it seems like a regular place, you know? I, yeah. I, I, I love that. I pointed that out when I was watching it with thrash on Sunday. I, I love that part of it. I love that. It almost seems that the real world has lost any type of aesthetic. It's all just greasy and it's dirtier than it's, it's probably about as dirty as things are now. Uh, but it's just like, but there's no, it's not even, there's no, it almost seems like the sets are not decorated. Like someone intentionally was like, let's just make this a greasy, not nice to look at, play, all the areas these people go. Unless they're sitting in some kind of flesh machine. Which I mean, just that's, I mean, these, these Cronenbergs, they just speak to me through their flesh machines. You do like flesh machines. Oh, man, it's my I fave. guess my thing with that is that it's like that could be the case. Like it's an intentional choice or they could have just been like whatever. And we're just F filming in this normal area. Like either one of those things could be true Truly. in my mind, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For real. Absolutely. For real. Uh, I feel like especially with Brandon Cronenberg, but with crime. Actually, I mean, 
I would have to really look at all of them, the David's uh, catalog, but definitely the movies we've discussed so far, uh, Possessor, Crimes of the Future, and Tidal Pool. <laughs> um, they're almost like short stories to me, they feel like. I feel like it doesn't... All of these... I mean, I've always been... I've always not really been too concerned about whether any questions get answered in a in a narrative or, you know, in any kind of media. I don't know if it's so much like I, I want answers from it. It's more of like I just don't think there's anything that interesting happening because I, I look at film on a presentation level first and the presentation of his films is just fine. So to me, it's like, oh, the, the, the presentation's fine. Like, it's, it's shot fine. It's edited fine. The music, it's fine. The acting is generally yeah. fine to, in some rare cases, like, great. But it's like, it's not being presented in any special way. So when, I, when, you, when you add that on top of a screenplay that feels like it's not really saying anything or going anywhere, it's like, oh, well, it's like, it's like I just feel like a lot, in a lot of ways his films fill that space for me where it's like watching his films elicits the same sort of thoughts and reaction from me as not watching his films and pretend <laughs> and just like thinking about what they were like to watch, you know, like, you know, in Fiddy pool, when I watched the trailer, I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't know if I had to watch the trailer. It's a, it's a, it's a Brandon Cronenberg experience, you know, and then I watched it. It's, it's just, it's like, you know, it's like, it's the same experience I had with infinity pool is the same experience I had with possessor and antiviral, even though they're different stories, I think they all have the same strengths and weaknesses, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the big weakness is the story, in my opinion. They're almost... They're, they're, and all, you know what? Sure, fine. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think that... Uh, Maybe it is that what I like about all of, it, especially those three, but all of these guys' stuff is that is the is the way that a world is presented, whether or not really anything's happening. Because a lot of the other movies David Cronenberg has done, we could say a lot of the same stuff about how, I mean, the really the stories are really kind of rote. I mean, especially Infinity Pool. Like this is like I said, these the villains in this movie. Could have just been the villains from Doctor Sleep. Uh, these villains were better than the ones in Doctor Sleep, to be sure. They do like doing villain stuff. They were they were definitely falling into the trope of like we're just evil, just for evil the, rich, rich people, evil for the out sake of control. It, you know? We no law. We are above all laws, so we just do the most unbelievable. We get off on unbelievably deranged stuff. We like to watch ourselves being murdered it's an unbelievable eye and we don't know if we're the transporter clone or not so that gives us a russian roulette kind of and we're gonna get other people involved because we want to watch the newbies go through all of the psychological i mean really the lack of consent really is is the big issue it's like there's like we're just gonna bring him into this thing i'm like that's traumatizing and I feel like surely one person before must have been like, that's wild. Y'all are crazy. You know, like it feels, it feels weird that it's like it, the vibe is like, oh, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is just the first guy to be like, yeah, you guys are wild, actually. This is actually crazy people stuff. I know I'm crazy, but you guys are like on, on another level, you know? For, I, 
So I, I predicted that they were gonna that it was gonna culminate in a plan to infinity pool his girlfriend, which it did not. But I also I at least expected a reveal where the crash was set up by the evil woman Gabby, who, by the way, I'm sad that that actress's name doesn't come to mind. But have you seen Mia the other Goff? movie? Yeah, have you seen X? Oh yeah, I've seen X. X She's kind of dope. like the 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 it. She's hot right now. Right now, yeah. You know, I so that's another reason why I, why I liked this. I just liked her watch, and she's maniacal in this. I, she's the best performance. Like without even, it's not even a question that this is the that her performance in this is the best one in the movie. Like there's not even. I mean, yeah. Like she she also has like a dual role of like playing like yeah. sort of innocent and childlike, and so then she gets to play sort of more sinister side. Yeah. You know, totally. Yeah, um, she's right. She's pro- she is definitely the best performance in the film. Uh, yeah, but I really, I really, I, I expected that there would be a real a reveal that they had set up the first crash, but then she explicitly says like. No, you're just an idiot and got into trouble yourself, which is, uh, it almost speaks to the kind of, this is just the kind of thing that happens kind of feel to a lot. And I, and you all almost, yeah, this might kind of be something that you might kind of not like. It's something I kind of do that all of these stories have this vibe of like, this is just sort of the kind of thing that happens, you know? This just sort of happened. These you know, people are dead you're now driving, and, and then you know you get infinity pooled. It's it's nothing. It's whatever. You know it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, the lack of like real twist was. I I also thought that I'm like, okay, this was obviously a setup, right? Like, you nope, keep waiting for he's something. Just an idiot. Yeah, I kept predi- I predicted five different things. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just Alexander Skarsgård's character just bumbling through this horror show. Here, there's something that someday I'm, I've Googled this and not recently, and maybe I will before between the time that now and when I publish this. But I I think of this quote all the time when I look, when I watch the strange and uncomfortable films that I like to watch. And I don't know where I read this and I haven't been able to figure it out, but it is sometimes the most interesting questions are not the ones that went unanswered, but the ones that went unasked. So here are, here's the first one. Here's one of here's the first question I would ask. The and some of these may be answered in the film and I may have just missed them. But my first question is what year is it? Yeah, because why is my alarm? Oh, the chili's done. Hooray. I get chili to eat, time. I get to eat dinner later. That's awesome. Um because I don't know if these are clones. I don't know if they are like, bi- like I want it because I want to know what the world is now. Now I want to know what's going on. They make clones of people in a weird wet red wax pool. <laughs> Here's a question. Is an infinity pool when you look at when you're incredibly rich and you look out over your balcony and the pool is pouring out into the backyard? Or is it when you can swim forever because there's a current in your pool are those both infinity pools it's when it pours into your backyard right yeah i would say into the backyard yeah that makes sense i mean i've never like 
I don't know. I'm not a infinity pool scholar, but yeah, that seems like how most infinity pools function, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about something else where you have like, where there's like a, an artificial current in the pool in your house. So you can like do laps forever. That's just a for, forever pool. Or so, I don't know. Anyway, wow, that doesn't have anything to do with any of these movies. Forever Pool, the sequel to Infinity Pool. I would like to Maybe, know. I don't know. I would like to know if the child that comes to kill his clone thinks he's killing a clone or the man that killed his father. I think that's an incredibly important question that is not even addressed. Yeah. And then we yeah, and I and I was gonna. I I almost felt like maybe. There was some kind of confirmation or maybe I almost, yeah, I'm not even sure after the initial conversation about whether or not they are killed in a transporter or if they're, you know, if they are set free or their clones are. But I think really if I had, if I was asking the writers or whoever a lot of questions about this, it would have to do with whether or not this is technology or magic. And again, that these, none of that really really has to do with what the movie is about, which is potentially just about being weird on purpose. But yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I just, Brandon and David Cronenberg are my guys. They are your guys. And it is like, and really it doesn't, the movie doesn't have to be about anything. And this is just, it's the same as David Lynch in that, I just like watching these scenes and I feel like you probably, you probably, you may or may not have described some scenes to me already as being very drawn out or long for no reason. Uh, but like, I like that if the thing that is being long and drawn out is gross and intended to make the audience uncomfortable. Like, I just like, I like seeing the kinds of tension that can be produced in these gross alien worlds that these guys are so interested in. That's my defense of Cronenberg. Maybe this is my hot take on that. I feel like maybe, maybe this is a weird, a weird take, but maybe Brandon Cronenberg could stand to be a little grosser, you know? <laughs> like maybe if he was being extra gross with it, I'd be like, okay, this is a very weird thing you're doing, but at least I, you went all the way with it. I feel like nothing happened in Infinity Pool that was like, oh my god, that's so gross. Why would you do that, Brandon? It was more like, you know, it, it feels like now I'm just getting desensitized to these types of films where I'm like, I watch all three of his films and go, that whatever, it's, you know, it's it's fine, you know. Like, I feel like it's hard to, I feel like it's hard to just do anything shocking or new with body horror. It, it is just done it so is. much, yeah. you know. It's hard. It's it's hard to top Naked Lunch in Society. Yeah. Like the, the gross thing in Infinity Pool was me. I, 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 this is a question I would ask. Like, what yeah. was it like rigging up the fake cum for Alexander oh. Skarsgård was getting a hand job? Oh my what god! Was that like? Oh my god! Oh yeah! What? Yeah! What was? What was it like on the set? What was the? Isn't there? What's the guy whose job it is to manage? Yeah, who's the, the guy who just like, who, the, the, the guy whose job the, it is? You got like, in the effects the on the organizer, thing, right? The fake yeah, cum to come yeah. Out of the tube. What does that guy? What, what does he do? What 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 is like? What is that job position? I was watching that. I was thinking about 
movies that actually feel the need to show cum hitting something. And there's there's definitely probably less than 10. And the, only, the few I can think of are bad, bad comedy movies. And this was, yeah, this shot had to be, yeah, you could be grosser in certainly other types of ways. I don't think that, I. this might be a hot take. This might be a hot take. I don't think that showing like semen, and this this almost might sound weird for someone that likes seeing blood and guts everywhere, but I don't really think you need to show semen or any kind of reproductive fluid, probably. You might. I mean, there could be a reason to, but this was probably not it. I mean, credit to whoever did it. It looks very convincing and infinitable. Like, oh, sure, boy. Sure, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe it almost looked like they had real cum just in a tube ready to go. Like, okay, we got it. <laughs> so you've got, like, you, know? you got the special effects coordinator is there. Obviously, there's the photographer. He's probably got an assistant. There's guys flashing, you know, light uh, readers or whatever those things are. And uh, then isn't there, like, an intimacy guy also so there's like at least 10 people standing around this little device that's, with a, that's always with a the weirdest pump part on it. any sort of sexual scene in anything <laughs> there's some all the people standing <laughs> yeah, around exactly there's, i was standing around a little pump full of cum <laughs> like did, tell me you got it you got everyone's got to stop breathing me did you get it we didn't quite get it the cum kind of went to the left we gotta do it. We just let me just the, the, this is a brand new cum squirter. Okay, now we gotta this, clean up the cum for the next shot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Scooping set down the, was it sand and like leaves and stuff that it hit? Like did someone yeah. clean up the ground? <laughs> Reset all the leaves, sprinkle sand, get there's another guy with a bag of sand. There's the there's the, those guys are they're on the special effects team too, but they're not the coordinators. So like two more guys are there. Yeah. Like, incredible. Yeah, doing it over and over again. We just had, they had to invent this cum squirter for this movie, you know. I think a lot of Cronenberg movies, someone has to invent some kind of fluid squirter. And, like, they're, these, these men are creating jobs in our, in our nation, so. They're job creators. <laughs> job sure. Cum squirter inventors. <laughs> he could be. Brandon Cronenberg could be way more gross. In fact, his grossest movie was antiviral. His first was that his first one, or was that his first big one? Was there like student? That work? is his first feature length yeah. film. Yeah, and it's good. Do you have you? Are you familiar? I have seen it. It's been a while. I remember it being very boring at the time. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it in like now ten years, but I remember being like, "Oh, this is like a weird idea for a film." Yeah, and then. Much like my experience with Possessor and Infinity Pool, kind of just didn't feel like it had much to say. And then like, it was gross. Like, Antiviral was definitely debatably the grossest for me. I think it is. I don't know. There's, it's snot does it for me. Any kind of, I mean, the, all I the mean, flesh like, and snot in that. Do, it is the grossest Brandon Cronenberg film that at the time I was like, that's gross. And now just remembering the scenes, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that again. I think you should. Just because it's so gross. No, I mean, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, it might be, there is like, it's, it is like the idea of watching a horror movie and wanting to feel afraid, which might be a negative emotion. But like for me, really being like a, if a film can really make me uncomfortable. I even watched that 
Who's that? Who's that guy that loves? Who's that guy that just hates his audience? This is the, oh my god! That that's a long list. I feel like of Ari like, Aster. This guy definitely. I feel like Ari Aster must love this guy's films. Um, the one where the girl from Labyrinth um, and Jared Leto gets his head cut off. Hand. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe I can't think of the name of uh, Pi or Faith in Chaos. <laughs> uh, the fountain where oh Darren Aronofsky Darren Aronofsky about? I even watched Mother Exclamation Point by Darren Aronofsky because of how much I enjoyed the deep anxiety it caused in me that's the point like I, I think I'll, I'll be honest, I think Darren Aronofsky is, is the right balance of he's very artistic but also gross he likes gross stuff oh yeah all the time like even Black Swan and you know I mean, what especially I... Requiem for a Dream that film is disgusting I should you know? probably watch Requiem for a Dream again but I really I, I really can't believe I still have not watched Black Swan I really gotta I'm gonna when I get off the phone with Saint uh, in a minute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Black Swan tonight because I have to. I can't believe I haven't yet. I do, I talk a lot of poop about Darren Aronofsky. You know why? Because he's not he's not gross enough. He doesn't really. There's <laughs> he's not, not there's gross not enough. There's That's not the snot and dripping flesh and blood and you know running down the walls. And I mean, uh, James he did Wood make the a, whale, and the whale is very gross. Is yeah? How gross? <laughs> like. It's as gross as you would think it would be. Down to earth, about gross. a morbidly obese person, but it, yeah. it's it's it starts off grossly. And talk about films that have like uh, random sexual stuff in for no reason. Oh. Definitely opening the film with Brendan Fraser jerking off. Wild to me. But then oh. that's how I was like, let's just start the film here. And he's in a he's contained in a in a in a suit of suit making him look like a thousand pound man yes and they were like today we're gonna pack you into this terror it must be a thousand degrees it probably has ventilation and fans in there he probably can't hear anything in there we're gonna pack you into it for 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 two hours we're gonna spend slathering latex all over your face so it's seamless to do this masturbation and then we're gonna make you jerk off while you're in this suit where your arms are twice as thick as they're supposed to be and you have to like, reach it, it around it's almost like a body horror film but just for like the actor like not even for his character like the actor is yeah just experiencing a that, body like this, horror himself there could be, i would love to see a brandon cronenberg directed film about a man that has to get into this suit of flesh with all these fans and machinery, it has to talk via a radio and get get packed into it for hours a day to go do weird, uncomfortable sexual things that he can't, where he can't even reach parts of his body because his limbs are so blue. Yeah, that's a that would be a great yo, Brandon Cronenberg. I'm gonna see what I can do to get you to listen to this podcast. That's your next idea. I, that would be great. The Making of the Whale by Brandon Cronin. Yeah, and then you get Brendan <laughs> Fraser to play the same person. He's Brendan Fraser, the actor. You know? Perfect. That would be that would be a lot of fun. It would be quite the experience. Yeah, so yeah, do you have any uh do you have any 
Do you have any final or further thoughts? Questions uh, about Infinity Pool? Really, I feel like at this point with Brandon Cronenberg, I don't know. I, I just don't think he's ever going to make anything I'm going to think is great. I feel like at this point, I've seen every film he's done, and it just feels like, you know, I tried. I, I, I just feel like in the future, I'm just not going to watch anything from him. I just feel like there's nothing more to see. Unless, unless people I really trust who are really like have the same opinions about film as I do who are like, no, but this is the actual good one. You sure, know, like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it would take a lot for me to feel invested in watching another Brandon Cronenberg film at this point in time. And I feel like, at least with David Cronenberg, it's like you could point to that he's made great things. You know, like, oh boy, Videodrome and Naked Lunch are fantastic. I also like History of Violence. I like, there's like, it's like Brandon Cronenberg feels like he's in the, the, the David Cronenberg era of like, he's just kind of coasting, but it's like coasting when you've made great things in the past is kind of understandable, right? Like, like people have enjoyed you previously and now you're just kind of not doing as good a job. But Brandon Cronenberg has never made, like he doesn't have like a film as good as Videodrome or yeah, Naked Lunch. He began on the coast and has continued down the coast, coasting along. It's coast to coast with Just uh, coast Brandon to coast with Brandon Cronenberg. Boy, I would, yeah, I'd watch that TV show too. It's wild. I, 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 it's wild, and it's wild. Body horror stuff is wild, and it's hard. It's a hard subgenre to do. But I feel like neither Brandon Cronenberg or David Cronenberg really feel up to the task to like. They don't, I feel like they don't feel motivated to do anything super new or crazy. Yeah. You know what? Vaguely gross, and there's things to appreciate. Like, I still think that even though I don't like Brandon Cronenberg's films, you know, they're still, like, not poorly made. There, there are quality special effects in them. Like, there's things that I would say are good and great things in them, but sadly they're in service of something I think is, you know... These films, these these long films should have just been short films to begin with, you know. Like, I feel like also the yeah, length yeah. is the biggest issue. It's like I, maybe I, if they were just what? twenty yeah. to thirty minute short films, I wouldn't even feel that negative about them. But since I have to sit through a whole feature length narrative about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I tried, Brandon. If you're ever listening to the feature, <laughs> I appreciate that you tried to be different, and even if you're just. David Cronenberg, but worse. I'm sorry. I think that you almost kind of, kind of hit on something that I think that I think about both that all of the all, every film we've discussed so far is that they are ultimately kind of safe, like they're gross, but but they're really they're not really saying anything, and none of them are really breaking any new ground, at least since. David Cronenberg's early career in the 80s. But it, they're, they're safe in the sense that they are money-making, in that they may have very offensive imagery and offensive things about them, but they're really not pushing anyone's buttons or boundaries. And I think that that really is kind of what horror... And, it, you know, that that's part of what lets you just get absorbed and get, you know, let me just sit there and be uncomfortable. That's part of what I like about it. But it's just... It's maybe I just maybe it's just there's a lot of other things that I like that are just industry pulp. And that's 
kind of what this is. They really aren't, you know. There's it's nothing like, too deep it's going like, on. It's like the it's like mainstream body horror, like you know, it's like it, it it checks a lot of boxes. There's a lot of boxes they wanted to check, but maybe they should have checked the made a film with something to say. Okay. Box. Maybe the, maybe maybe that's the box. It just feels like there's like a missing element that I like. Like conceptually, I can see how Brandon Cronenberg's films could be interesting. I just feel like he doesn't do anything. There's like interesting things he could be doing with them, and he just doesn't. It's almost like a wasted potential. Like there's there's great ideas. I just wish that maybe those ideas were in the hands of maybe he just needs a different writer. Maybe he just needs to not be writing his own films by himself. Maybe someone else has to be there and be like, you can't put this in here, Brandon. This is not going anywhere. You know, like someone. I feel like he just needs someone. To, to handle the writing process of his films or at least be there <laughs> to slap the bad ideas out of his hands. Could, could, very, it's very likely that that's exactly what he needs. I think, yeah, I think I just, I think I'll just, I think I like consuming the same thing over and over again. And, and in my own way, just like Vigo Mortensen's character from crimes of the future, I just, just have a, a need to consume garbage. The garbage man, you're Danny DeFito. <laughs> I I definitely feel, you know, a strong spiritual connection to Danny DeVito. But yeah, I just like I just like I just like pulp horror. I like uncomfortable, squeamish. And that's you know, and that's it. Then there ends my defense of the Cronenbergs. <laughs> But I, I agree I, with a I'm lot of Koya DK, and I like when when Cronenbergs <laughs> do gross stuff. That's 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 my uh. Well, thank you for coming to my that's TED my, talk. I like thesis. gross stuff. Thank you. I'm gonna keep liking it. You can't make me not like it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for coming and talking to me, T1BG, on Twitch, on Twitch.tv. Um, other than your URL, is there anything else that I can say? To... There's, one, there's one thing I actually want to say. I, I, yeah. I, I completely forgot about this entirely. Sure. But it, it, that, that Infinity Pool got an NC-17 rating initially. Wow. And then they released an R-rated version to theaters. And I'm like, what is even in the NC-17 version? It's like, oh, boy, is that what this we is the extra gross stuff. We watched, uh, I think they've only released the R-rated version. Oh, so oh, there's a you version think that there's, exists that is do you like think, do you think it's one of those and VOD. One of those movies you hear about where like, oh my God, did you know the actor actually got a hand job on the That's real cum on the... Like, like, the, like they left the cum it, thing in the R. They leave the... Like, like, like I would rather, I would rather see a man, I would rather see a hand job happening than cum striking the foliage that come yeah, the, the, striking the, 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 the ratings board was like you know what this other this stuff is too gross but the cum shot that's fine you can leave that in that's what's whatever we'll give a slap an r on it call it a day <laughs> like you think that because it, it was it was given an nc-17 for for sexual conduct you you think that seeing a cum shot would be up there that, like, you, think you, know, you would, you would think, and especially in not in a comedy type of situation, you know, this is a serious cum shot. No one's smiling. Yeah, it's the only serious cum shot <laughs> with Brandon Cronenberg. I wonder, now I gotta know, I would love to know what kind of uh, grotesque adult type scene was cut. Man.
I bet it was horrifying. Oh, hopefully, honestly, I'll be honest. I hope one day it gets released, and I hope that it's just more cum shots. I'm just gonna just all the time. Just three more scenes featuring hand jobs and cum shots hitting walls, hitting the insides of cars. All kinds. Yeah, of they stuff. limited. They, they the R-rated version is just limiting the you cum shots to one. It's got to hit the yeah. earth. You can't have cum hitting leather. That's a very upsetting image for some people. Anyway, leather is uh, ruined. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I hope it's that, fun as always. Yeah, I like talking the Berg. I hope that we. Uh, yeah, let's 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 think of something to talk about again soon. Um, but can I? Yeah, other than twitch.tv slash that one blk guy is there anything else you would like to add where we can find you i'm also uh, that one blk guy on the twitter the the, the 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 elon musk hellscape that is known as twitter boy twitter uh, is trash lately i'll tell you <laughs> I mean, it's always been bad but you know oh, it's just falling elon has just made it worse like some so that, that's his real talent he doesn't he's not really an engineer he's not really a successful business guy he's just he's he know he knows how to get into a company and just make it worse he really he really but, seems to have that kind of track record i'm on twitter i'm trying to do tiktok which is gross as well like that's the real body horror is just dealing with tiktok tiktok is, is the really, real horror oh <clears throat> I'm trying to get back into making YouTube videos, which are um, you can find me at that one black guy, that that one BLK guy, on the YouTube. Cool. I would like to maybe make a YouTube video again someday. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get back into doing that. Maybe I'm tr- I'm doing everything these days. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to do all the things. I'm trying That's to just good. do as many things as possible, and just hopefully one of them just hits a chord with people and they give me money eventually. You know, it's like, great. Yeah, that would be great. I feel I have a lot of, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of energy for creative type things right now at this moment. And, you know, in a month (laughs) it'll be gone. But for now I'm, I'm rolling right along. So, yo, great to talk to you. Let's, let's talk soon. I gotta, yeah, I gotta go talk to Saint, but, uh, let's, yeah. As always talk to, talk to you later, bestie. Have a good one, man. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to... uh, What's the title of this one? Maybe We'll Talk with Dave Crane. That's me. And that was T1BG. Check him out on Twitch and all of the places that he mentioned. Uh... Yeah, check me out at koyadk.tv. That's C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. You can check out my Etsy and buy some soap for me. And uh, if you like to support this project and all of my other garbage, you can find lots of ways to do it over at C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Thank you so much, and uh, uh, my next conversation with Saint will be... Published very soon. See you on Tuesday.